This is the SVU After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We are talking season 21, episode 8, We Dream of Machine Elves. What does that mean? Stick around! I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello, welcome back. It's SVU. Oh, the music has returned. Yeah, I missed I've, it. I've forgotten. I'm your host, Yael Teagle. We are so excited to have you. Taylor Gates is here. I sure am. I'm excited to have you as well. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yay! There's a lot of blinking lights happening. I like it. Um, it's, it's very appropriate for the Machine Elves episode. <laughs> really is. Uh, before we jump into it, if you uh, find yourself in a situation where you need help, uh, if you've been assaulted, please, please reach out to Rain. Their hotline is 1-800-656-4673. 1-800-656-4673 spells hope. hope. It does. Um, we give that hotline to you in case anybody needs it, but also we'd like to prepare you. Sometimes things happen uh, on the show. They're very serious and to get through the dark, we make light. And so if, um, this, if that doesn't work for you, this might not be the show for you. Yep. Pretty much. I don't want to say you've been warned, but consider this a content warning. Yes. All right. Um, let's jump into We Dream of Machine Elves. Let's do that. What did you think? It's an interesting episode. Like I said, I'm always down for an undercover operation. I barely count that, but okay. Yeah, but I mean, we got her in glasses. That was like, oh, interesting. Like, this is something fresh and new. And grad school hair. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And she looked like a different person. Mm -hmm. That was very interesting. Oh, but that was interesting. I learned some things because I was like, what is a machine elf? What, What are they talking about in any of this? So it was really interesting to find out, like, these are... This is a real thing. Yeah, I think that information could have been clearer to make it more interesting. So, like, you thought that people could assume that it was just, like, made up for the episode? Kind of. Gotcha. I yeah, mean, There I was agree literally with that. one sentence that was, it's a common hallucination on this drug. Right. That's, to me, not enough. Well, guess what? I followed the Twitters of the writers, so that's what everyone else should do, too. I see. You know? Uh-huh. Do your research. Well, we'll tell you all about it. No research needed because Taylor's here to give it to you. I sure am. You, you better be prepared. You got time. All right, let's jump into the plot. Uh, we start with Megan from Kansas. We sure do. And she meets Anais. Uh, we're going to pause here for a minute. I've been going on and on about this for an hour. Uh I've never heard the name Anais before. I have. Multiple times. I refuse to believe that Anais is a name. It is, though. <laughs> and if our viewers are watching and your name is Anais, you're beautiful and you're valid, okay? You're beautiful and you're valid, but I'm going to make fun of your name for the rest of this episode. Anais. Anais. And my notes literally say Anais, because I could not wrap my head around this name. It's a great name. <laughs> they take a pedicab. Um, wait, before we do that, I was positive her name was Annalise. It's not. And it was not. It is certainly not. Okay. Um, let's, now we can move on. They take a pedicab. A sick pedicab, too. There's the lights on it. Have you never taken a pedicab? No, I've never been to New York. No, pedicabs are all over. I've never been on one. Oh, that's, okay. So, like, the lights, and, and usually they have a boombox playing music. It's fun. Yeah, it's, this was not a special pedicab. Well, it looks special to me. I've never been on one. Okay. I liked it. I'm concerned about you. Okay, you we'll take me out, out of pedicab. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> You're welcome. Um, so he's like, here, have some water. And I was like, this, this seems odd that she hailed a pedicab who was just sitting there but wasn't trying to get clients. Right. Because usually for those who have ridden pedicabs, um, they're usually anyone who walks by, they're like, do you need a ride? Do you need a ride? I have a ride. Do you need mm. a ride? So the fact that he was just sitting there waiting, I was like, clearly him and Anais <laughs> we're working together. In cahoots. Yes. Yeah. And then he's like, have water. And I was like, don't have water. Okay, but to be fair, like, I'm dumb too then because I've taken Uber driver's water. Oh, left for and right. sure. I've also done that. So, yes, I guess the lear- the lesson we've all learned is we need to stop doing that. Lesson is just stay dehydrated. Bring your own water. Bring your BYOW. It's kind of like the rule at a bar where you don't, um, Leave you it don't, you yeah. don't take a drink that you've left. Right. Um, anyway, her phone is dead, so they go to Anais's place. Um. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And I have to say, this was a great, great use of uh, White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane. Yes, I agree. One of my favorite songs growing up, um, and I when I was learning how to play piano and sing, which I can't do either of, this was the song I wanted to learn how to play piano and sing Well, to. I'm just always here for when SFU does, like, uh basically like a cold open i guess mm-hmm. with a song and like a montage of like the victim or the purple because like dreams deferred with patricia arquette do that yes. so well with the james blunt song oh um agent provocateur had it they just i like i love when because they don't use music that that much i wouldn't say but when they use it it's like they do it so well and i so i love the opening too yeah uh, we have a lot of people in the chat pointing out that, <laughs> that the song has a uh, a lyric about if you go chasing rabbits, another rabbit. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks for putting that out. Such a great trend. I can't believe that's still happening. Um, anyway, so <laughs> then we cut to um, Megan sees some guy talking and everything's blurry. The wizard. The wizard. We later find out she gets drugged. She's tied up. She sees a hawk. And then she sees what she calls machine elves. Yes. Um, I googled some art of machine elves, and I see why this was the depiction we got, but I would have gone with aliens. Right. It's interesting, but I I feel like from the little I've researched, that's what, like, everyone says that they're called. Right. I would have, had I been her, with no knowledge of anything, my instinct would have been robot aliens. Right. Because, like, when I think of elves, I think of, like, the cookie elf. The Keebler elf. The Keebler elf. That's what what I really thought we were going to see, is, like, neon Keebler elves. (laughs) But uh, that's not what we got. Yeah. To me, elves have pointy ears. Right. We have Legolas, the prettiest of the elves. Thanks. I mean, she's beautiful. Yeah. Um, All right. So... Uh, we then see her digging a grave, and then she runs away. The paramedics take her. We have your favorite line, I believe. These folks right here, they're good elves. <laughs> yep. Like, I just love, I just love it. I like just that Rollins it. is like, we need a talk screen and a psyche valve. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that. I feel like it's been um, enough seasons now 
where, because usually what happens is we'll go, we need a psyche valve. And then later they're like, oh, it was drugs or the other way around. Right. Just do like, both at the same time. Just knock it out yeah. all in one go. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Um, so then we have the one time we're told that machine elves are a common hallucination on D- DMT. Yeah. She must have taken a massive dose because she is still not loose enough to consent to a rape kit. Yeah. Um, she talks about how they were inside of her. And I appreciated this. It's weird, but that she was, like, explaining everything that happened to her. And everything she's saying makes sense when you understand it. And so she says, they were inside of me. And Benson's like, what do you mean? She goes, like they were having sex with me. So in her yeah. mind, like, how can I explain what I felt? Um this weird thing and then it it translates into a way that we all understand and it would that be the reason why this is an svu case because i was kind of trying to figure that out too well i think because she was running around in a sheet okay that's a good point because i was like i don't know it's like not she's not underage like it's not like clear sexual style that makes sense though with the sheet right so i um and then they found like ligature marks on her right so i uh appreciate at the top of an episode when we get a victim or yeah, victim, um, dead or alive. And there's like, well, why is this SVU? Guys, there was a season two marathon on, so like that happened a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what does this have to do with us? This right. is homicide. Like, Her panties were ripped. Got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I uh, yes, I think because she's running around. That makes sense. In a sheet yeah. um, and has marks on her wrist from being tied up. Right. SVU. Yep. Makes sense. Um, So what was she doing in New York? She was there for a bachelorette party. Her friends didn't report her missing. Why? We're here to party. It was our first time in New York. Were you girls doing drugs? No, just fireball shots. You're terrible friends. They really were. The worst. They were like, they wanted to call her, she wanted to call her boyfriend and we left. Like, okay. Yeah, that's just Stay with her. At least one of you. Right. Let her call him. I don't understand what your complaint... Whatever. Um, So she talks about the chariot without a horse. And of course, Kat's like, oh, I bet it's leopard print seats then. No, she sees in the picture the leopard print seats. Right, but I love how she's like, that's what you must have meant with the leopard. Driving it. I don't think she said there was a leopard. Yeah, she did say there was a leopard, like, in the... Whatever. And Kat's like, oh, must have been the seats. Oh. I thought Kat was saying that the seats were uh, unique because not everyone has leopard print seats. No, I think that she said, like, oh, there was a leopard there. Like, that was one of the hallucinations. Unless I'm misremembering, but I'm almost positive. Okay. Um, If not, I'm just trying to give Kat a lot of credit, which is fine. (laughs) Uh, She remembers the wizard he was teaching, and she remembers him saying, depression is the child of repression. Okay. We'll get to that. (laughs) Um, All right, so it turns out she had a hundred times the usual dose of DMT. Which I think, like, that was glossed over a hundred times the usual dose, to me, seems like could kill you immediately. Right. I agree. I was like, wow. Not not ten. Not fifteen. One hundred times. Right. Like, you know, ecstasy, you take a pill. Right? She took a hundred pills. Yeah. That could, I assume, I'm not a drug user, I'm sorry, but I assume. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Plus uh, ketamine. Plus GHB. That's, how is this girl alive? I don't know, man. Which leads us to a girl who uh, two weeks ago was sent in, same talk screen, and she went to the psych ward and never came back. I appreciate that the nurse was like, here's the thing. This is not a normal night in this city. Like, yeah. I'm going to do some digging. Like, we hardly ever get, like, nurses or, like, witnesses that are actually helpful and, yes. like, going above and beyond. So I was like, 
Thank you. Thank you, sir. Like, yeah, Alice in the chat says the nurse was so helpful and proactive. Um, So I agree. The issue that I had is that we never went back to Jane Doe. Right. Like, we never identified her. We didn't even ask uh, the wizard. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's weird because we yeah. we went different places, you know. Um, so then we have a scene with Benson and Chief Garland, who I, gonna be honest, forgot he was the chief. Me too. When, he, when I saw him, I was like, oh yeah, I really like his character. There's a scene later that like made me laugh because um, he's kind of a jerk, but I really like him. I did too. I thought he was solid. Um, so Benson says to him, "It's a man woman team. Um, they take young women to a." group house they drug rape and um dump them in a public space and then he asked could it be a cult and i went clever question yeah because that's what it sounds like it does yeah um so we find another victim she was blindfolded had her hands tied up she jumped out of a pedicab the driver had a top hat her name is freya she's a swedish exchange student She's from Italy. No, <laughs> not this time. She's from Italy. Italy. She wants. She does not want to go back to Italy. Oh my god! Um, all right. So Freya um, says that the trolls kept her in the dark. There was a king with a light beard. He ruled the house. We went by a giant stone woman, and he was up a high stoop. So she's an art student. I appreciate that they were like, draw it. Yeah, and the drawings were super helpful. And I like that we had the statue come into play as like a landmark. I think that's always cool when they're like, we pass like something that looks like this. And they're like, and it like sparks someone's memory. And, like, oh, that must be, you know, with this right. statue or like this painting mm-hmm. or mural. I think that's always cool to like go on an almost like scavenger hunt type deal. Yeah, I agree. I also liked that she, um, that she uh, remembered the triangle canopy that was yeah, in the air. Exactly. It's just like different things. Because you like, you wouldn't know how to explain it necessarily if you didn't know like what it was. Yeah. And so it's kind of interesting to be like, oh, that must be that then. I also really like that she described them as trolls because um, I, again, like I didn't see them as elves. Mm-hmm. And, and so her, you know, being from a different culture may not, they may not have elves. I don't right. know. They don't have Keeblers. I don't know, man. <laughs> Um, so, uh, they're finding out, they're trying to figure out, oh, where did I go? So she draws it, we do this, um, trip, and we find, oh, I got lost. Okay, so, um, we're trying to figure out how they have DMT, because it's hard to get, so he must be a religious group or medical research. Um, Chief Garland says to Benson, you have to take her in the car and see what she remembers. Yeah. Um, and Benson is like, she's traumatized. And this is the part where he's like, I'm not going to tell you how to do your job. And she's like, thank you. And he's like, but I'm sure you'll be sensitive. Right. He essentially was like, just do it. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm not going to tell you you have to do it, but you have to do it. <laughs> right. I I liked this moment because it does show, like, yes, she's the boss, but she has a boss. Still. Yeah, true. Um, and I appreciate the way he um, addressed it. Yeah. Yeah. Sneaky. Yeah, so they take her and they find the house with the red door and Benson sees the wizard in the window. The wizard in the window. Yeah, that's what they should have called it. I agree, I like that. Um, so Julius Adler uh, apparently has non-profit status. He owns this house. He's doing research. Um, Creasy needs probable cause. Wait, I want to go back? Because yes. they were like, yeah, he's a professor and an author and Finn goes, and a freak. And I'm like, you, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Um, there's a cello being thrown out the window. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, I love 
somehow just glossed over that. Like, can you imagine just like being driving down the road, just a cello just comes out the window. It's New York, man. I just love that. It was like, yeah, there's partying and noise, like a cello being thrown out the window. Like, whoa, that escalated. I just have questions. Who's cello? I know. I want to know more. Was it a student's? Because they're in trouble now. Yeah, they need the cello. Right. If they're in school for... Anyway. Um, <laughs> what if they're going to be a famous cellist? All right. Uh, they need Bravo cause. Crazy says, every time I go on a limb for you, someone cu- saws it off. She needs, he needs a patina a probable cause. And they were like, did you say patina? Yeah, he said it every round three times. I went, I don't know what he said. A patina. It was a patina. I don't know what I liked the word. That was fun. All right, everyone. Good word. Actually, I'll look it up right now. A patina <laughs> Please. is... Sorry, we're going to SAT vocab right now. Please. I don't speak English. What's a patina? An impression or appearance of something. A gloss or sheen on a surface. Okay, so an impression or an appearance of probable cause. Okay, a patina. I'm going to start saying that. Thanks, Carisi. <laughs> <laughs> Counselor, it's Chinatown. Counselor, it's Chinatown. All right. Um, so he needs a probable cause. At least a patina of it. Just a patina of it. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so good. Um, and so they're trying to figure it out. Um, then since it's Cat and Finn, you're off to see the wizard. So good. It needed to be said. Um, Finn, okay, so here, ooh. so Finn says to Cat, he's a shrink, so he's going to try to read us. So suss him out and let him talk. <laughs> nope. <laughs> what part? Uh, this is the second time or third time even that she's done this. She cannot control herself. But I, the thing is, no one tells her. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, why is Finn not being like, bro, what are you doing? Stop talking. <laughs> yeah, she, she did not suss him out in any way, shape, or so form. So he's like, is this about the cello? Actually, it's about the kidnapping of three young women. Shut your mouth. Just say, yeah, it's about the cello. Tell is us about more. the cello? Go on. <laughs> like, like, what about the cello? Uh, like the At Midnight in Manhattan storyline, where he's like, is it about the car? And Carisi's like, yup, and holds her back. Yeah. Finn does not hold her back. Like, Kat, just, you, you gotta take it slow sometimes. Yeah. Um, he says they could have been students or patients and, or someone in an open house. So many people come through. And she's like, I don't think that's it. They said they were <laughs> raped and drugged here. Shut up. Cat, like I love you, but you gotta chill. I love her, and I like that she's new, and I appreciate. We the know first, that she's new. Though. The first like two times they did this, but somebody has to tell her, especially because Finn was like, "Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna let him draw, like hang himself." I was surprised that Finn didn't some- say something, especially after last week where he's like, "She's not gonna last here." Right. Like, I'm so surprised we weren't like, "Bro, what are you doing?" Right. Um, so he asked what they said. He's like, that's confidential. He's like, I'm a good therapist, but even I can't explain behavior you won't describe. And a good line. Is it? Because they're not asking him to explain their behavior. They said they were drugged and raped, sir. Right. But he was like, were they traumatized? Were they, how were they acting? Were they, you know, uncomfortable with like what they were finding out about their past? Well, he says, um, I can tell you, she says, I can tell you, they were terrified. He said, the work we do pushes boundaries. It's possible that while they're in the process, they uncovered this, you know, trauma and discovered. But the issue is, sir, we're not, we're telling you these people were assaulted. We're not here for you to then, you know, shrink them. We're not here for you to say, oh, well, maybe they misunderstood. That is 100% the last thing SVU wants to hear from you. Um, so he says that they can't come in without a warrant. Rollins goes in to talk to Benson. She's like, he's brilliant, empathically a healer. I can't imagine he'd be involved. 
Okay. Um, Come on. Okay. Like that. Yes. We just, we have so many ups and downs with her. Like some weeks mm. I'm like, yes, like you're crushing it and you're taking no prisoners. And other weeks I'm just like, Rollins, you've been working here for so long. Like, you know, like, you know, I know this is like quote unquote personal to you, but like, if you've never mentioned this guy before, like, honestly, how much did you care about him? I agree. Also, I can't imagine him be involved. No, we don't say that. Right. Because we always, it's always possible. That's what I'm saying. I was like, you know that people are very different than how right. they present themselves to other people sometimes. But whatever. At least we got the cool undercover scene. So, so she goes undercover for a second and fangirls over him. To- I love how other students in the background are like, are you done? Are you about done? Like, I also I like that so Anais was like, you have other students. Yeah. She's not the only one that came today. Um, but she gets an invite to an open house study session. I'm sorry. I just want to yes. say really fast because the title of his book is so funny. Please. Oppression, repression, depression. <laughs> what is, okay. Read it, read it again. Oppression, repression, depression. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, Perfect what topic. kind of... Who, who okayed that? Who greenlit that? Um, yeah. His publisher. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> um, so then the, she goes undercover to the house. I think Finn's question was fair. How long are we going to let this guy hit <laughs> I on love Rollins? that, too. Yeah, seriously. Cat. <laughs> um, okay, so then Cat's like, I don't believe in regular psychology, so I don't believe in this. Neither does Finn. And honestly, I think that is a conversation that could have been explored, um, especially because I know that in... Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I know that in... Uh, some communities, you know, psychiatry um, and therapy is not uh, acceptable. It's kind of taboo. And nowadays, millennials and Gen Z are all about it. But, um, you know, previous generations were not. And I think it would have been so much more interesting to kind of discuss a little bit more about their backgrounds and upbringings. I agree. I feel like I hope at least that we get like, more of that eventually, and mm-hmm. I like how, because I think that it's really interesting to see how, like, kind of our squad's mentality on that has sort of evolved. Like, Olivia was not about it for so long, too, mm-hmm. until, like, after, like, the Lewis thing happened, like, and even after, I think Undercover it was, where she was, like, yes. going to, you know, yeah. therapy and groups and stuff, and it did help her in certain ways, and I feel like Amanda went a couple of times, I don't remember, I don't exactly remember who's who's, you know, went to therapy. I mean, they all it. were forced to go through that training at the beginning of this season. Yeah. But Amanda, I don't think, has gone to therapy. The she's thing, kind of against it, right, too. The thing that's very interesting about uh, all of it is their jobs is to give a victim a card at the end. Exactly. And tell them, here are resources, see a rape crisis They're counselor. just always so stubborn, though, that it's like it's different when it's themselves. Right. And I understand that. But I did like Olivia's reaction. She's like, guys, we're not going to start on this. Like, we're just not, like, we are not delving into this. We are here for a purpose. <laughs> yeah. And we're not debating that. Like, I just, I liked that reaction from her, honestly. Because you could tell she didn't agree anymore, which I liked. Yeah. So, um, the, a van rolls up and has industrial tanks because they are cooking their own drugs, which kind of explains why it was a hundred times. Yeah. The usual dose. Anyway, um, Amanda gets offered drugs and then takes off her glasses. I don't understand why she said yes. I don't understand why she took off her glasses. Then they can't see what's happening. I honestly think, though, that it doesn't make sense to me that she... Because I think it is 100% reasonable for a person to be there in this situation 
to say no and it not to be red flags because they're not drug dealers. Yeah. They're, you know, you're not being hired for a um, drug muling job. It's, you know what I mean? It's Right. And here's the thing. Like, I don't want to jump too far into it, but obviously she does inhale a little bit of it because right. she starts seeing visions. Obviously. But then that's only for like a split second. I thought she was going to be like messed up for way longer and have that either like help them solve it or have like more drama with her and like mm. how this is like affecting her they're scared she's, she's not gonna come out of it like i just feel like it was weird to have her ha- have it happen for like five seconds and then she's okay after that you know what i mean yeah um i don't i would have preferred her not to have done it at all because i think that it was pointless i wanted her to either have not done it at all or done it and it'd be like there'd be ramifications for that right. and get to see our squad kind of rally around mm-hmm. her and like really want to take the guy down because it like has messed with her for multiple hours or something. Sure. So SVU storms in, they arrest Adler. Everybody's going until we find out who's a perp and who's a victim. Um, Rollins claims she didn't inhale, goes into the room, finds the hawk that uh, Megan tried to escape on. Uh, Anais tells us about her mother and how her father sacrificed everything to take care of her. We're a family. Maybe not the Brady Bunch, but that was an artificial construct to make us all conform. Okay, Anis, like, you rebellious <laughs> teen, you. I also was concerned about where her age was. Yeah, like, how old is this chick? Um, so, Megan IDs Anais, the pedicab driver, his name is Caleb, um, as well as Adler for giving the lecture. Freya went home, and apparently they're all claiming it was a mutual psychonautic sexual exploration, i.e. consensual. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, anyway. All right, we're moving, <laughs> moving on, on. That. We're not, as a living saying, we're, guys, we're moving on. We're not discussing that. All right, so Caleb's parents come in. This whole detour was so unnecessary. Yeah. Um, he had problems before. He had depression and self-harm, but he's not even taking classes anymore. It's like he's in a cult. He was a baby back. He met Adler six years ago um, when he was a freshman. They had an intervention, blah, blah, blah. That went nowhere and taught us nothing. We moved on. Um, so then we have these two scenes with Adler and Amanda. Um, so he's babbling on and on about what he does. And she's says... I know that you had to pretend to be interested. She's like, I've read every one of your books. <laughs> okay. This is really intense. Like, um, Well, so before that, she asks, um, how did you go from fi- finding repressed kids to gang rape? And he says, rape... This is about cutting through their armor, freeing their libido. And I went, that does sound like rape. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> sketchy, yeah. to be frank. Um, then he says, I'm not mad at you for uh, just doing your job. Uh, she okay. said she read it all. Uh, and then said, why are you asking the wrong questions? What fear is blocking you from feeling what I know is inside of you? I, like, props to this actor because I hated this guy because he was so annoying. He was so... <laughs> Like, arrogant and just, like, um, pretentious. I'm just, like, shut up and talk like a normal person. I'm offering you to journey to dimensions. Shut and up. you're playing the good cop? I'm disappointed. So annoying. Um, so I thought, at that point when he says he was disappointed, I thought that was him playing on the, he's, like, you know, because we said earlier, he's a shrink, he's going to read you. I thought, especially because later we get a great line that Benson says to Rollins, that he was playing on her, like, father issues when he's like, I'm disappointed. Oh, I thought she was, he was, yeah, playing on her issues because she, like, 
she wants his approval still. Right. You're right. Um, and so uh, he's like, I'd like to leave unless you're charging me with a crime. She's like, yeah, we're charging you with possession. Actually, yeah, we are charging you. <laughs> possession to start. <laughs> um, so Chief Garland suggests that we charge Anais and flip her. Rollins says they're too connected. But then Kat realizes something I thought they would have picked up on when she first said it is that her mom's not dead. She's very much alive. Yeah, so when... <laughs> Previous seasons, when someone was like, my parents died, they check that immediately. Yeah. They would fact check something like that. So Kat's standing there and then does it on her phone with Google. Yeah. Like, I see zero obituaries here. Right. <laughs> She's not dead. Um, so she was admitted uh, to the uh, institution when she was in 97. It's a hallucinogenic-induced psychosis with underlying paranoid schizophrenia. My spelling's a mess, but I know what I wrote. <laughs> um, no one has ever visited her, and after all this time in here, no one reintegrates from that. Damn. Uh, and then they leave. I. It was the second time they went and saw someone in a psych ward and just <laughs> left without talking to I them. deuces. <laughs> Which is odd, because there definitely was a previous episode... One of my favorites, where um, the girl was raped at Hudson, of course, um, and she's in a psych. I assume it was Hudson. I can't actually remember. It was, uh, it was almost Definitely, probably yeah. Hudson. <laughs> uh, so the girl's in the psych ward, and Benson stays to talk to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the fact that they didn't talk to either of these women. I see. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there they are. Great. Why did you come down then? I see her. <laughs> Bye. Then we have the line where Benson says to Rollins, it's so good. I know you have a blind, spe- a blind spot for men that you think are smarter than you. Like, ouch, but like, no lies detected. It's interesting because I've, like, her blind spots have always been men in authority. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's, it's even more interesting if it's because she thinks that they're smarter than her. I, I think that Olivia's right, though. Oh, yes. I thought that was like a very cutting line. Yeah. I also wanted to dive more, dive deeper into that. Me too. But we did not. I mean, we kind of have, just from her history, but... Right, but I I feel like it needs to be dealt with in a way that it won't keep coming up. Okay. I'm okay with it. Because I don't know that that's going to change for her, honestly. That's going to be something that she has to, like, really think about mm-hmm. when it happens and be like, okay, I know that I'm, like, biased towards this, like... I know this is, like, this is a blind spot for me. Like, she has to, like, consciously not think certain ways. Okay. I don't know. I think it's just part of her character at this point. Mm. Like, part of her psyche. Right. If we want to bring it back to the psyche. Um, so, Rollins talks to Adler. And he's uh, asking about the wife. And he's like, she's gone. Gone but not dead. Um, time in this world, in this plane, has stopped for her. Like, stuff like that. I'm like, be quiet. Oh, it gets worse. It does. (laughs) Kathleen battled demons her whole life. Her father raped her when she was a child. By the time she came to me, she'd been failed by dozens of therapists. Wait a second. You were her doctor? Yep. I treated her with love and positive sexual energy. Drugs and love and positive sexual energy. What a mix. Because the only way to heal her wounds was to go back to her cause and reprogram her response by reenacting it. To clarify, if you didn't catch what that meant, that was that he would drug her and then reenact the rape. Yeah. And then be like, no, but I love you. No, but this is a positive yeah. thing. Yeah. What? Uh, ugh. Um, and it worked for a time. After having a child, she was flooded with memories. The abuse started even younger than she had remembered. What? 
he wanted to save more victims. These young people aren't um, drugged and assaulting women. It's therapy. So not only is, did he do this to his wife, he then had other people do it to other people. We've had this so often recently. Just like last week when Chinatown, she was like, I came over here. Right. And then I wanted to help other girls, but it de- I deviated from my cause or whatever. We've just had, like, a lot of, like, it started here and then it spiraled. Right, or, like, it happened to me, so I did this. Yeah. Boy. All right. Um, he says, by altering the perception of reality and reenacting their abuse, I'm able to reconnect them with their true selves. I don't know that taking an abuse victim, drugging them, re-abusing them, and being like, it's different now. <laughs> no, I don't think so. What sane person does think that <laughs> is my question. Uh, so Rollins shouts at him and he starts screaming, it's not my fault. <laughs> I okay. shout that all the time. Not my fault. It's not my fault. Um, they're broken. I tried to save them. You know this, Kathleen. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. So he snapped at this point. Um, and uh, we'll just skip ahead. All right. So Finn calls for an ambulance because he snaps and says a lot of stuff. Um, Chief Garland asks if this could be an elaborate act. Benson says, if you ask me, he just escaped. I was like, ooh, another good line. Yeah. So then um, Rollins asked tw- for 24 hours before raining a, a, a nice. nice. <laughs> I was like, what did I write? So she could take her to see her mom. Um, and then Carisi asks Rollins what her deal is. Uh, and she says that when she met him, she was lost. She thought he had the answers. Um, and I, that, I mean, that does make sense for her, though. Yes. I totally believe that. But I, I would have liked her to see who he was now, earlier yeah. in the episode. Yeah, for sure. Not waiting till he snapped. Yeah, and she didn't, I mean, she didn't end up following him. Right. Which I thought was, that was an interesting conversation, too. He's like, you dodged a bullet. She's like, yeah, well. <laughs> right. Um, so then Anais sees her mom. She's like, it's me, Anais. Are you okay? I don't know, am I? I think my favorite no, part is probably not. Says, it's me, and her mom goes, yes. Yeah. Is that how we uh, respond to people now? Well, she's been through it. All right. Um, before we move on, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, machine elves? Yeah, I mean, nothing nothing like super far from what we saw in the episode. I just thought it was really interesting that it's like a real thing that has actually happened to people and it's not just made it for the show. Mm. Like, I just thought that was interesting. And like a lot of people like actually describe them as machine elves. It's not just like a weird thing that the writers were like oh they kind of look like machine elves like that's what everyone who has like done this drug comes out of it and says what they look like which is so weird interesting i don't know it's weird that people will see the same stuff you know yes usually it's like sort of a personal hallucination right it's just really it's an it's really kind of fascinating and i thought that i thought it was cool that they like took something that i didn't know about and like put their own twist on it because it's like it's kind of informational (laughs) yeah yeah because I'm definitely not doing it ever, so I would like to to know what it's like without first-hand knowledge. I mean, what's really cool is you can Google um, Google, Google image search machine elves, and you'll see art that people have created. Yeah. I assume while on drugs or afterwards yeah. uh, of what they saw. And, and I see where the um, special effects people came up with the concept that we saw. Um, I don't know that I would ever have said machine elves if I were yeah, seeing those it's just, things. Yeah, that's, that's the verbiage people use. It's just so weird. Weird. All right. Um, let's talk about what the poll is and the results yes. from last week. Yes. So oh, Thank you. Oh, thank you. Last week, um, it was the episode we watched was Counselor, It's Chinatown. Counselor, I just, It's Chinatown. I just love saying the title. Like, it's so fun. So it was – our theme was, like, episodes with, like – 
dragons, like dragon tattoos, dragon character, uh, Operation Dragon Slay, which is such a good operation name. It was a real uh, stretch. It was a stretch, but we got to get creative, guys. Like, we we have a lot of fulls that we do. So, in um, fourth place, 13% of the vote, real fake news. Season 18, episode 17. Oh, the dragon in that is the restaurant, and then they say, like, the tail makes a butterfly, which means you like little boys or whatever it was. It's Pizzagate. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, that. In third place, we had Inheritance, which is a season three episode. Oh, that's the one where the um, the boy was black and Asian and was raping Asian women because his family uh, d- didn't love him. Yes. Essentially. he. Had a, I think there was a tattoo. Yes. <laughs> uh, second place, 29% of the vote, Poison Motive. That's the Rollins-centric episode. Great one. Love that one. And first place, Counselor It's Chinatown. Counselor It's Chinatown. For the name alone. That's why I voted it number one. So thank you guys for participating in that. We also, of course, have one for this week. So we have, our theme this week is like, what's your favorite episode where science and drugs mix slash don't mix or mix very badly. So we have Users, which is season 11, episode 7. Users is the one, I believe, with uh, James Frain as the guest star. Well, I don't know if he was a guest star, but he's the one. He's the psychiatrist who um, is telling, told this girl that she was raped by her father and she wasn't. The the big issue with the drugs is that he's supplying drugs to his patients um, so that they stay hooked and keep coming back to his facility. Yeah. It's like a group home. And it's then, a great Huang episode. Yeah, because Huang then um, kidnaps the kid and gives him something that will, like, <clears throat> detox him. And they're, and the whole squad's like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know, do what's right. I love I just love that episode. I think it's a great moment for him. Yeah. We also have Cond, which is the same season, season 11, episode 19. Also a good one for a psychiatrist is drugging people. Um, it starts with a story about a boy who was a, like a gigolo who ends up getting killed. Um, and then it goes to a story where the boy was diagnosed schizophrenic, but really he wasn't. The doctor was giving him drugs that were making him schizophrenic, and then she rapes him and has his child. Yeah, that's a that's a wild one. And Wong also tries to save that kid. <laughs> Wong's is so great. I miss him. And then we have Wet, which I've seen a lot of people compare it to. This is better known as the I didn't stab the captain with a pickle episode. It's the mushrooms episode. Yeah. Enough said. Everyone (laughs) knows. Everyone knows what I'm talking about when you say that line. And then, of course, we have this one. We Dream of Machine Elves. Yes. Which we just discussed. I hope that you know the plot of that. Yeah, you better. (laughs) Um, All right. Let's head into predictions real quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, we have the sound now. Yeah, we do. Okay, so in the trailer we have one father won't wait for justice. Nick Turturro guest stars, as does Pete Campbell from Mad Men. That's right. Um, we have two guest stars. That trailer did not give us, I think, enough information, so no. I'll read the plot. Yes. A fellow detective asks the SVU for help when he suspects his two daughters are being groomed by a serial predator. Nick Turturro seems to be the cop. Um, and, and Pete Campbell's the predator. Yeah. Um, and then it says, Cat disobeys the captain's orders. I'm so excited. I'm ready for some tension. Okay. Any, I just am. Any predictions? I'm really scared of what's going to happen when Cat goes rogue. Okay. Um, but I'm very excited to see, like, the other detective or the mm-hmm. other, you know, person who they work with. 
because um, I always think that's really interesting when people that they're like have kind of a history with like come in yeah. and ask for help and I feel like maybe he's gonna kind of overstep his place just because he's like also he won't wait for justice it, well exactly <laughs> so I think that maybe there's gonna be some friction there too I think there's just gonna be a lot of friction everywhere okay um, I will point out we have yet to have Carisi really uh, mm. in the courtroom uh, like you know doing a trial we've had him do some arraignments uh, so I would like to see that happen sooner. Yeah. Like, why are we waiting on this? I um, hope he goes up against, like, a tough, mm-hmm. like, DA. Because we have some real nasty ones. Like, you can. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We need someone who's, like, mean. Because I like call poor Carisi, but it'll be so interesting to see the showdown. Yeah. I, I would like to see him actually in court. I agree. Um, and, yeah, that's my, my prediction is that we'll see that Oh, soon. and uh, Ms. Hadid. She's sketched still, so something's yeah. going to happen with her before yes. the end of the season. Um, before we wrap up real quick, I want to give some shout-outs. We have a lot of amazing people in our yeah. chat. A lot of conversations happening with Avalon Park, Adrian O, Alice Jones, Zach Blatch, uh, Cat's Mom 129. Yes, Cat's Mom. Uh, Giants, I like cats. Giants number one fan, me. Um, <laughs> there were some other names in here. I saw them and I lost them. Nick Cruz, yeah. um, who apparently is a fan of DMT. Uh, yeah thank you all so much for joining us in the chat where can everyone find you and the poll yes you guys can find me on twitter at alphabet underscore and and on instagram at taylor underscore gates underscore I'm Yell Teagle I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle that's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G I-E-L we'll be back next Sunday for more SVU bye Bye. our founder Kevin Undergaro and me Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 